Well, people, we're here with another week of crazy news, things that have taken place. Yeah, Eddie and Carl here, the Patriots Prayer Radio, or podcast, rather. We're, uh... Trying we're, some new things out. <laughs> we got some new equipment. We're having fun with it. Things are, things are, things are getting better um, all the time, and uh, we're blessed, and we appreciate all the guys who uh, subscribed and the emails and things that I got were huge. Um, we like to hear from you. We like suggestions. We want to know exactly what it is you think about what we're doing, and uh, maybe uh, some suggestions on what you'd like to see that uh, we haven't uh, done yet. But all that be as it may, we're going to talk about the Mar-a-Lago raid, right? There's a big chance that you live under a rock if you haven't heard anything about this uh, to date, but, uh, pre-dawn, FBI, guns drawn, whole, you know, ordeal for an, uh, a president of the United States, and it seemed to me that, uh, we have a history of the Democratic Party overreaching and really using its power as a battering ram and creating facts to suit their needs in order to make it look like they're the good guys. Uh, I'm going to go over some of those things before we get into the details of the Mar-a-Lago raid and what happened and what they were looking for and what sparked this and all that. We're, we're going we're gonna to explore it from every angle, but let me preface all that by saying this. The law is the law. And the only thing that we should all be grateful for in this country is that we have a constitution and we had a set of laws and they're there to protect us equally. But what we don't have is right now a justice system that is willing to apply equal enforcement of those laws. And um, we've seen it because, like I said, I'm going to bring it up in just about every podcast, the Sussman trial. He admitted guilt, got no punishment for it. He was found not guilty. Uh, You you have uh, Hillary Clinton that never got pursued by James Comey intentionally. You had Bill Clinton meeting with uh, <clears throat> Loretta Lynch on the tarmac, uh, who was the prosecutor, the head of the DOJ at the time. So imagine if your wife was being investigated and you have a secret meeting with the prosecutor and you sit in their secret residence or plane or whatever for a half hour and you come out and the press asks you, what were you guys talking about? You know what Bill Clinton told them they were talking about? Their grandchildren. Quite possibly, and you know what? That's even scarier. They're that close that they discuss their grandchildren, that their grandchildren are so connected to each other. Listen. That they... But then again, we know that they have get-togethers. Sure. Um, It's supposition, but it's almost... It's backed by coherent proof. To a degree... I, I think you know, that they, they have uh, 
Um, I, I don't I don't want to make any conjecture about things that uh, they're involved in that I don't have proof of. But here's the thing: if you're if you're well, if your not? wife that's is, what they're they're basing their whole in, in that in that scam on. It's exactly right. You present the facts that you need to be facts in order to substantiate the claim so that it doesn't look like you're out of line for pursuing it at all. And I'll and, and I'll explain more more of that, but let's go through the paces and kind of um, talk about the history of the Democrat Party and talk about um, other times where they wielded their power to go after conservative people and uh, and just and do some really, really what you'll be saying really shady immoral uh, immoral bad practices you would hear about stuff like this in third world dictatorship communist countries where one political leader goes after his political opponents um, we had in this case we had I I'll list these guys off we had Rudy Giuliani targeted by the FBI he was the lawyer of the president at the time so we are now targeting the president's legal team we have uh, Michael Flynn, who was uh, looked at for making false statements uh, to the FBI. Turned out it wasn't true. Uh, it wasn't true, but what they did was they leaned on him in such a way and they applied something called the Logan Act. So essentially, what they did, made him do was uh, plea out to a charge that he wasn't guilty of. Uh, by using, first of all, they shouldn't have even been there because the warrant that they got to go after Flynn was based on the Russian dossier that was created by Christopher Steele. Now, that dossier was proven to be a fraud, a fake, a phony, and they took it before a judge and presented it as fact. So, now let's go back to Sussman for just a second. Now, they knew that this this dossier was a fraud it was it was not true yet they took it to the FBI took it to a judge to get a Pfizer one that means the person who paid to have this created who never came forward publicly to say that this document was false now I wonder who that was hold up I'll tell you who it was Michael Sussman sat right on the stand and said Hillary Clinton gave the okay and the go-ahead to release the dossier, even after there was misgivings about the authenticity of that dossier. So, we had a person just a total abuse of power. I still want to bring up Benghazi and Hillary Clinton, those emails, particularly containing... Um, just the, the established order of their well, there were method emails. of operandi in their agenda, which so you remember, I don't even think makes sense to them. Do you remember the beginning of Benghazi? It was, they said that these people were protesting because a man who lived in California at the time made a movie about the Prophet Muhammad uh, and he released it. It was a YouTube movie where it showed Muhammad in some pretty vicarious situations. Well, they locked, believe it or not, 
our government at that time locked this man up for releasing that movie. Now, since when in the United States do we go after people for their views that they post on the internet? Well, let's pass that for a second. So they don't they, they lock this man up. Hillary Clinton is trading emails back and forth with her team after the Benghazi deal happened. And uh, there was compromising they, emails while Benghazi. But she was telling them they were telling her what happened. And she was correcting them. They, she was giving them basic direction. Say this happened, not this. And then, not that. Don't let them know that. Say this. And so she was directing them to lie. And then when the emails came out that proved that she was directing them to lie, nothing happened to her. And then when it came out that she had a server at her home, and that server at her house uh, had uh, potentially had a secret... Uh, or confidential um, emails on them, top secret. Um, there, there are several different classifications. Top secret, classified, secret. And there, there's a couple of different classifications. And James Comey actually came on TV in a press release I think everybody saw and then listed off listed off his, uh, his findings, the discovery. We found this many top secret this many classified, this many secret emails on her server. So they knew that she was guilty of what she was being blamed for. Now let's not forget she actually... And there's laws against that, just to establish. But but let's but she goes even further. She knew she was guilty because she tried to destroy the evidence. She bleached the drives. So, you get caught. They come looking to investigate, so you destroy the evidence. You get caught. But you, there's a whole another charge for destroying the evidence, yeah. right? So they 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 know this to be true. They it, they know that also that she paid uh, a man by the name of Joffe, J O F F E is how his last name is spelled. I hope I'm not butchering that, but uh, paid him in uh, order to do some uh, release some information off of the uh, the routers or servers. Uh, that were in the White House at the time, the data that he was in charge of, basically, he was giving to Hillary Clinton. Now, we established that Durham, uh, John Durham, uh, released those facts. They are facts. So she paid to spy on the president. She create. She paid to have a dossier created uh, in order to overthrow a sitting president using false information. Um. And then they, they, they go on to ruin people's lives for the next three years of a false, intentionally false, willfully ignorant investigation into Donald Trump's life that affected everyone around him. Some of those people to pay for their defenses had to use their entire life savings to beat off the federal government. One guy I remember, and I don't remember which it was, but he was letting us, he was saying basically... I had to spend my child's college money in order not to go to prison to, to defend myself against allegations that were ultimately proven false. And didn't get reimbursed. Once, he didn't get reimbursed. And, and this and is a problem. There was, there was no criminal charges in any... Um, that, That's what I mean. Somebody's if, not doing their job, and who are we calling out on? I'm saying the Department of Justice. If you take me to court 
Don't they have for criminal charges to sue me or to, to press criminal charges on me, and you get found to be a liar or lying intentionally, willfully trying to hurt someone else by levying false charges against them, you should immediately get a penalty for what you've just done wrong because you could have taken someone's life away, livelihood, and you definitely have messed with their life big time by even dragging them through with the legal generations system. down their, the road. Their, their family, their, the amount of stress someone's under when they have to go Not through to the legal system. Not the amount system. of shame that we all have to go through as a country to have the world watch this happen while it's going on. So what I'm getting at though is, so they did that to Michael Flynn, let's continue. Then you had what they did to Rudy Giuliani. Rudy's, Rudy Giuliani's home was raided at dawn, just like Trump's. Raided at dawn, they, they went through everything that he had uh, there, and he stepped aside, was very respectful. Hey, can I help you find anything? The whole bit. But he said, hold up, you guys. You're leaving. Take this. What is this? This is the hard drive, Hunter's hard drive. You guys want this? I assume you're looking for this. So he had the hard drive. So he had a copy of it there. Oh, he had okay. He had a copy, copy of it there. Because I'm so, still wondering if, if the FBI so, has found. The no, they, they no. He turned that into the FBI when he found that there were questionable things on there, and he didn't want to uh, get found. You know, to be in trouble. See, there were some questionable pictures on there with him and the, uh, a younger lady, and they it looked funny. So he didn't want to be in possession of material. Where where, 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 where did you get? The information that the, the pictures that there was pictures on there that's what he on. said Giuliani said Giuliani said okay that. okay so he, he was he was he was he was uh he was basically encouraged well if you think that's even a possibility you should go turn it in that way you're not in possession of illegal material right so that's what he did so now here's the thing though is that they didn't take the they didn't take the the, the hard drive they didn't take he, he he offered it to them told them what it was he told them here, take this. Out of everything they took out of his home, they didn't want that. They didn't want to touch it. They didn't want to acknowledge it because they were still trying to ignore the fact that they knew that the contents of that hard drive were 100% legit and it would have hurt Joe Biden. This just goes to prove... 100% legitimately fucked up. They, 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 were, they were known facts. And the Secret Service uh, knew a bit about what Hunter was doing on the side. They knew that Hunter was involved in certain things. And they were like playing cleanup men after behind him. They were the ones that went and tried to fetch the laptop from the, the, the repair shop after the fact. Um, they are like the fixers for him for a while. I know they were getting tired of cleaning up his messes. It, it, it's... It, it's Talk really, it becoming a blatant. It, it is so blatant uh, the, the amount of lies that that come out of the White House these days. And as once again, can there was a, there was another go, issue. Go there was one slightly. more time that Giuliani was targeted by the FBI by way of call made by this administration. You had Michael Flynn was the same way. Roger Stone was the same exact. And now they had to exonerate Roger Stone. They were using false allegations to get warrants. The, the the dossier was fake. I don't think people understand the true magnitude of what took place. A foreign spy was paid 
by a government official or ex-government official or official related to our government in order to create a document that falsely linked our at that time potential president Donald Trump to uh, a, a Russian counterparts and to, to make it out like he was in collusion with Russia when the actual complete opposite was true. Hunter Biden got three and a half million dollars from the mayor of Moscow's wife. There was a, 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 a debate that took place between Donald Trump and uh, uh, Biden, at which time Donald Trump confronted him directly. What happened to the three and a half billion dollars given to your son by the mayor of Moscow? It, to which Biden uh, clearly just turned, that's a lie. That's a lie. So just like he, he stated that everything on the laptop, uh, along with 51, 51 intelligence officers that said that it was Russian disinformation, knowing all the time that, uh, that it was 100% true. And any time that you confront a liberal with these particular facts, which are acknowledged by both sides now. We know that the dossier was 100% false. We know... Yeah, it is not... So when you when you do that, they just back into a corner and they get loud and they get triggered and they make a sound, something like this. It's really, really annoying, people, when people follow other folks over the truth. If Donald Trump, I promise you, committed a crime, that he did half of those things that you guys blamed him for, I would turn on him in a heartbeat. I'm not a Republican, uh, the type of Republican, rather, that follows a person or hero worships a man. I believe in God, and he's the only one that gets my hero worship. So, Donald Trump is human, and he's fallible as anyone else. And I believe that if he broke a law, he should answer for whatever law he broke. But if that is true, do not go after Donald Trump to prosecute him for a law that you know was broken by several previous presidents and laws that were broken in much serious, much more serious manner by Hillary Clinton, Bill Clinton, Obama, and others that you never even prosecuted. I want to know what the connection is between reading a uh, smart news news feed, and I can't remember the exact uh, source that it came from, stating that NATO is terrified that Donald Trump will become president because of his ability to get us out of NATO, to make NATO pull their weight as a whole with this deal in Russia going on, and then three days later, they raid his Mar-a-Lago home? Well, see, (laughs) Donald Donald Trump's issue with NATO was that the nations belonging to NATO just needed to do what they're supposed to do. If if you came on board and uh, the agreement for you joining was uh, your, your cut, what you have to pay in, is 2% of the budget or 3% of the budget 
whatever that is, that becomes your obligation. And what was happening is that these were these countries, they were uh, they were joining NATO, yes, but then they were getting the protections and the benefits of being uh, a part of bills. NATO, but they weren't paying their bills. And Donald Trump was very good at one thing, and specifically, and that's holding people accountable for the obligations that they made to the United States. If you made a promise to anything in which we're a part of and you're not holding up your end of the bargain, I'm going to call you out on it. Donald Trump was very adamant about that and he did it very well. Um, and I don't fault him for doing it because you know what? What happened was those people started meeting their obligations. And, and I guarantee you that if you look right now at those same NATO, uh, uh, same NATO allies, I bet you that they're back to their old practices. You'd brought up, hold on, I want to bring something up. This has been bothering me terribly. You had brought up Hillary Clinton and their her subtle into her, uh, subtle guiding of people into saying things or believing things or leading things into um, beneficial predicaments for her. Correct? Yeah. Okay, and I forget the words you use. I want to bring up Daniel Hoffman, who is an ex-CIA officer, Moscow Station Chief, to be example, and his quote that leading into things while he was in Moscow, having connection, his statement to uh, to the media stating that Putin could be taken out by having a hammer taken to his head by his inner circle, trying to lead and guide things and, and force things in a foreign policy. We have so many problems here. Let's be honest with you. We have mentioned it on the show. It's been mentioned on every news feed ever on mainstream TV and others that we are becoming a joke that, that our republic, our democracy, our our way of life is becoming a fallible, divided, conquerable joke. Whether it is or not, that's yet to be determined. We're still here. We've still got food on every corner. We've got a lot of things going for us. But if a man in that position with that much influence can say that, about another foreign entity, but he can't do that in his own home. There is something terribly wrong. Hammer to somebody's head, bit drastic. But we all know we need to do something. We all know we need to quit. Worrying about others at this point and work on our homes. You know, we can't make our life better, raise our quality of life as it's draining out of us by worrying about foreign policies at this point. And no, I am not rooting for Vladimir Putin. I'm just stating there's a lot of things we can do in this country for this country. Um, you, I brought up the DOJ being one of the leaders in the, the illegal, uh, immoral, unjustifiable actions and lack of actions going on in this country. The DOJ, part of the Supreme Court, they're all interconnected, right? Okay. Did you just take those over? No, no, no. Oh. Did you just take <laughs> The interconnection, I don't know who, I'm not as good at this as I should be <laughs> to talk like this. I don't know the rank of who goes first, what goes last. The Department of Justice is a 
entity that we pay as taxpayers to guide us, to lead us, to provide justice for us. Not for the little rich people, not for the spoiled little uh, connected sons, but for the people, the people that make the products that we export, that we make money off of. The people that provide the necessities for those people. We really need to take a hard look and do something conclusive. Something conclusive needs to be done. You all have known, and I've stated on this, I'm not the biggest fan of Donald Trump. At this point, I'm cheering for the man because of the injustice of this and this alone. Granted, granted, if he did what they say he did, if everything pans out with their warrants and their documents, he broke the law. Fine. Take it to him. You have to take it to every other president, every other lawmaker, senator, judge. It it goes down the line. You have to be fair. It has to be equal. That's the whole point. And that's what makes this country great. Is a sense of fairness. guided by a sense of integrity, which at this point, the world is not saying no, we don't have that. And unfortunately, I have to agree with them to a degree. My big thing on this key Largo, Margo, whatever, is within three days of hearing that NATO is terrified that we will re-elect Donald Trump as our president, his home gets raided and it gets coverage that is absolutely insane. Especially since the legalities of the, the warrant is just now being opened up how many days later? And 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 this is the thing. The the warrant being unsealed as far as what they were looking for does not mean that they found what they were looking for. That we need to know what they were looking for for the legal process to be true as our legal process, do we not? And, and that's that's exactly right. But the thing is is that they're talking about it on TV right now as if they know beyond any doubt that Donald Trump is guilty of holding on to classified documents and after he left the White House intentionally holding on to something of some serious nature. Now he's worked with them from day one, he's worked with the FBI, he's talked to them, he's been very open. Everyone is consistent about the fact that he's met with the FBI and he's been cooperating thus far. So we don't understand the He was necessity. working with the FBI, but there was also the FBI was working with him. But they, we, so we don't understand the necessity to come in heavy-handed the way that they did pre-dawn raid on a president's home, as if he's a uh, domestic terrorist of some kind, and holding on to nuclear codes or trading national secrets. Right, this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. What people don't realize that what just happened was that that invisible wall uh that line that says even though we're political excuse me political opponents and you're a democrat and i'm a republican there's still a certain amount of respect for the office and the people who hold said positions whether we agree or disagree like each other or not for the sake of the country for the yes for the sake of the country as a whole what they've just done was they've thrown that out the window. And they said, we are going to get this man by hook or crook. 
We don't care if we have to make up our facts. We don't care if we have to create them out of thin air. We do not care. We never have cared. They tried to vote to impeach him prior to him even being elected president. And they had over 100 votes at that time to impeach a man who never broke a law. They were so afraid of him. Now, I would really love to know the, the, the true roots of their fear. Uh, because there's obviously something that uh, he stands for that they just don't. And, you know, after a careful look at everything, what seems to be the thing that they would be afraid of and that he does constantly rail against is globalism. You know, whether it be getting us out of the World Health Organization and uh, getting us out of the Paris Climate Accord, getting us out of all of these uh, treaties that the nuclear treaty that Iran was in, which they never... Uh, held up their end of the bargain on. Um, they constantly broke the rules. Um, so he did that. And what's the first thing that Biden comes in office and does? He tries to tries to renegotiate the nuclear deal with Iran, who wants nothing more than to blow Israel off the face of the earth. And they've said it. But those tweets don't get taken down. Those tweets uh, by the premier or whatever he is over there in, in Iran so they're still there, they're still on YouTube I mean uh, on uh, excuse me, the one and only time I'll ever apologize to YouTube but I, uh, to uh, I've got Twitter a, I've got a pretty good uh, idea of what exactly the Democrats were afraid of back then and are afraid of now um, Jeffrey Epstein those tapes the whole market got to imagine that of there are trafficking. some people in in government who are, are caught in some pretty crazy looking situations. Let's, let's point out, do you remember that, uh, the exact news feed that we've been talking about where Hillary Clinton says, if I go down, everybody goes down? It's exactly what she said. She said... Do you remember that, the exact news feed so that we can bring that up to be completely I, I don't doubt it one bit I will guarantee it and if you look at what her and her little posse are doing and getting away with um here, here, here. let's say let's, uh, let's see if we can find it well I can't type I mean, so we can't let's uh <laughs> and let's remind everybody that it isn't just in our country that all of this came about. There was people from England. Um, it, it was a worldwide uh, ring. And uh, so, do you think that's really why, why they're just causing so much drama, so much uh, misguided information, so much nonsense, proven, provable, is to just get everybody's mind away from that and the implications it's having today because of the power vacuum of a man with the amount of money and power. My real my real thoughts on the matter I, I'm are assuming, I'm, I'm, the Democrats, like I, like I went over here, um, seemingly have a particular end game in mind that they they have they have a they have a, a, an end game because they're they're working in unison 
together on all of these things that we're talking about and they're very adamant uh, about the things that they say even when they're lying even when they're lying they walk in lockstep and they lie through their teeth on a just on an everyday basis Adam Schiff held up a folder and said he had evidence that Donald Trump was uh, in collusion with the Russians and he didn't come to find out the contents of the folder were all blank the, the, the dossier was alive. Donald Trump was giving a speech at the, uh, at, at not far from the Capitol, if everyone remembers on January 6th, Donald Trump was giving a speech. And uh, during that beginning of that speech, during that speech, the riots and people pushing into the Capitol building and that sort of thing were already happening. So the people that were listening to Donald Trump's speech were not the same people who were at the Capitol and rioting and doing whatever else that they were doing. And keep in mind, there were other Donald Trump supporters at the Capitol at the time of the January 6th. Uh, I don't know what to call it, a real, the real word for it, because I definitely don't think that it was some type of, ins of an insurgency. Uh, but... Um, it, the thing is, is I don't, I don't think that, uh, I do not think at all that it, it, people understand that if he was giving the speech, and while he was giving the speech, the thing they were blaming him for was already happening. So, it, how could the people that he were ta he was talking to, blocks away, be the same people egged on by him? to go into the Capitol. It couldn't be. So since it couldn't be, what what the Democrats did was create facts to suit the agenda that they were trying to push and the narrative they were trying to push. And what they did was they took a video of the riot and, and everybody can look back at the hearing at the impeachment hearing that they held for, for Trump and they were showing the video of the riot and turns out that they changed the timestamp in the video to make it to where it looked like Donald Trump had finished his speech and then the people he was talking to had time to go down the street and uh, join in in the reindeer games in the riot and go in. You're giving and the Democrats too much credit for creating they, facts. They, That's not creating facts. What they did was they took a situation, they altered pieces and parts knowingly and willingly that were they the presented truth, it, the facts, they, present, they presented them in a way that but, made their story. But they, they, they didn't know that it was lying. It wasn't plausible. They, they edited a timestamp on the video so that it would look like it happened sooner than it did. That is a fact. If you or I, I did I that, we would be in prison. That's why if I you or I did that, too much credit for being able to create so the fact. So the 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 if you alter the timestamp, that is a willful thing. That is like, oh, that doesn't fit our story. Make it say this, so we can lie and say this happened. That's literally what happened. Doing it is perjury. Saying the opposite is perjury. It, it's more than perjury because what you're doing is lying to Congress. This was in an impeachment hearing, so whoever edited that video, or whoever gave the okay for that, should be in prison. This was an attempt why, why, to impeach a president. 
in which you and there's lied. not there's not been a single charge filed has there? because they won't enforce the law on their own look people if the democrats took to, to just cleaned house just anybody in your party who breaks the law or does anything questionable prosecute them kick them out of your party be have some morality have some standards and if you do that then maybe what we can do is we can find some common ground if the republicans do the same thing which is we constantly are doing is cleaning house if someone in our party is caught committing a crime whether it be a moral crime something that we deem wrong morally or criminally we kick them out we, we kick them straight out of our party they look uh, uh, there were did we had a guy here um, John Ensign who was a uh, uh, a senator for Nevada now he had let's say he cheated on his wife or had some kind of a an affair with someone it was years before um, they had already dealt with it it was a personal issue between him and his wife and John was a good guy and he was just human and he made a mistake but even though he already dealt with that in his own family and it was his mistake and he had already dealt with it when it came out when he had when he because he didn't have to tell anyone what happened he told people he came out and did the, the, the right thing which is let it be known sense of transparency and and then what he what he did after that was official? he stepped down because he knew at this point you we have certain standards and in, in morals and things that we believe in as conservatives and when you don't adhere to those things and you're in a leadership position then you 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 lose that leadership position now if he would have stepped back from his position and then and, and took some time and then came at it again later he could have came back and I think that they would have been fine second chances but in but at, in the beginning when Especially you get in the state but then you're accountable people and he's not just accountable to people but he's accountable to God he's accountable to himself to God and and that's why he did what he did now I'll give you a, an example on the on the left you had a guy by the name of Lois Craig Lewis Craig went into a man's restroom and solicited sex from another man, got caught doing it. And then when they try to get this man to resign, he's like, no, I'm not doing it. And he just stayed in this position. It's like, there are two sets of rules and there are two sets of standards and there are two sets of right and wrongs and everything is relative and objective and it's, and it's terrible because now you got two parties out there and one is not at all cleaning out their ranks so we can't they're I, I can't out their be, ranks they're not even holding themselves they, if, how can you hold somebody else accountable for anything if you can't hold yourself accountable and and that's just that goes to that goes to that, exactly that what is, i'm saying by how evil they are if you're going to tell me that you want to convict donald trump of holding on to some documents you know then why in the hell aren't you convicting uh, hillary clinton for holding on to an entire server of classified emails, top secret emails, secret emails, and then when she's found out for doing it, destroying the evidence. And giving immunity to all the people who worked for her who weren't government employees 
who shouldn't have been handling that data, but they did. And all of her IT people and everybody ended up with immunity. How did they get immunity? And for what? Who gave it to them? What did they testify to? Or why weren't they made to testify? Why was immunity handed to them before we even knew what their names were? And if immunity was handed to them and they spoke, who did they speak to and what did that person do with the information? Because Hillary Clinton never got in trouble. So there, there are just, there is a way that in which if you want the moral high ground and you want the ability for everybody to play fair and be on the same page and agree to disagree and be able to exercise tolerance in a way that says, yeah, we may believe different, but at least we both follow the law. When we can get there, then we can get some common ground. But until everyone starts following the law, and, and law keeps and the law is enforced equally across all planes then stop because what you're going to do is cause more division and more hate and build a bigger wall between the people in this country when in fact what you guys should be doing is trying to find a way to take that wall down and get people talking but it can't happen while you're being divisive and you're lying and you're power mongering and you're just and you're not prosecuting people who are obvious criminals in your own party and you continually try to go after one man with false allegations for years and yet no one gets in trouble for those false allegations and now all of a sudden you just want us to believe just because you said so that he did something that you can't even define we you, no one is saying that he took a specific a document or whatever they can define they, anything. they don't know what he took yet they don't know what he's holding on to or what he has they have no clue what it is yet so them holding on I, I watched CNN yesterday for about 10 minutes that's my threshold 10 minutes and they were talking like they knew for sure he had classified documents they were talking like they knew for sure and this and then John Bolton all oh, got on there and said, I'm surprised that he didn't have more. Now, John Bolton the was his FBI national security advisor. together for over, for what, almost a year? But here, here's the thing. Over these documents? There's a guy that worked for, for, for Trump. His name was John Bolton. He was a national security advisor. And he was fired by Trump. And he wasn't, they don't get along, right? This guy and Trump don't get along. And yet, even this man was like, this happens all the time. I'm surprised he didn't have more. Like, it's normal. So the only time it's an issue is if Trump did it. But it's normal. They said they, it, as far back as they've been keeping records, presidents have been ending up with things that, in this transition, when they leave the White House, that they're not, or they shouldn't have, they should go to the National Archives. And what typically happens is that party works with the FBI between special departments, and they get those documents and they get them where they belong. And Trump wasn't lying to them or keeping from them what he had. He didn't tell them, hey, you can't come look at it. From my understanding, he was working with them. So all of a sudden for them to say, uh, yeah, uh, we're just going to raid your house and, and screw the meetings and, and the diplomacy and talking, even though you're the president of the United States of America, we're going to bust into your house and treat you like a common criminal. I hope every FBI agent that knew that this shouldn't have happened, that they shouldn't have done this, that they shouldn't have followed these orders, it would just be like a soldier in battle being told by an officer who outranked them to do, to commit 
murder unconstitutionally and unjustifiably in the middle of a war, you do not have to carry out unconstitutional orders. If you work at the FBI and you know for a fact that the FBI are doing things that are agenda-based and politically motivated, and you have political hit groups and cliques like that within an organization that should have no other uh, 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 allegiance to anything except the law that they enforce, you need to come out and tell people. You need to break your silence. You need to be because I'll tell you what will happen. The they people, got, they the people will hear you. Handcuffs. People will Do hear you. And, and and you will actually be a hero to this country if you come out and you expose them for what they are, and you tell the truth. You will be a hero to this country, and I guarantee you, if it's just a matter of you losing your job that you're worried about. I guarantee you that there's going to be a million other people willing to hire you. To lose all of us, you know, you especially, your families. What we all have to lose. Think about your children, your grandchildren coming up, and you're afraid of losing your job. You imagine being in a position. I mean, and I guess with the 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 Clinton's uh, reputation for cleaning oh, yeah, yeah. house, there might be some speculation. But, but, but how do but can you imagine you and I being in a position to people to, to change the world and, and use our influence to help people and do things that would allow or for our names to go down in history? And yet we're looking at people that have that same opportunity. And what are they doing with it? Long after our names are forgotten. What are they doing with it? Why are they so evil but they're in these positions of power? They, here's, and I've said it before, I truly believe that they think they have their best interests for everybody involved. The test of that is for you as the individual to get out of the fucking way, let your policy stand, and see how long it goes and how long it lasts. Well, And the longer it lasts, the, the better quality your decisions and your thought processes are. The less it lasts... That's a good indication of the quality, the morality, the integrity, the viability for future generations of your thought process to working, work with, to live. The, the government has to have an end game that makes it sound as if, well, let's say, I've thought about this from all angles, and, I, and and it has to be that they think they know, or they know something that we don't know, it seems, because you don't make crazy decisions like this, um, there is just a off the cuff. There is a lack of transparency. But if you're telling me that they, they're doing what they do because they think it's better for us, but that we're too insignificant to know what that better is and why it is that you're they're really doing what they're doing because it, it isn't, isn't the reason that they're telling us because they're lying to us time and time again and I really truly believe they think they're they're helping us that, that, i think they, they're helping themselves and oh, that's they're, why they're, they're, i mean there's the old if you own that, something you automatically pocket 20 percent of yourself before you pay anything else that's that's who i think that's who i think, they, they, that's who I think you, they're you know what this out. democratic party is 
today. It's the, it's a reinvention of the good old boys. It is. Well, they're they're that the remember what the Democrats were or the Confederates. That's that's who they were first. They they flipped from being in the the Confederacy to the Democrats, and they just have a different uh, a different uh, modus operandi for the same exact thing that they wanted all this time, which was power. That's what they cling to, power. power. It's why they're in office for 47, 48 years. You know, Pelosi, Biden, all of them, they, they, they really just... Power is a manifestation. A manifestation of ego. It, back to this FBI thing. So what I've done was I established already a an ongoing uh, trail of uh, the FBI doing this, being used the same way against people over and over again and the Democratic Party lying to make that happen. So why is it that we should believe this time is different from any other time? You have Trump saying that he had de de he declassified all of the documents that he had in his possession. You have the Democrats out there saying that he had classified documents and yet we don't know what he has yet. So they're assuming that he has them the FBI hasn't said that he has them, and he said what he has has been declassified. Now, in the past, over and over and over again, whenever this has happened, he's always been right. They've always been lying on him, and he's been right every single time. So, I, I tend not to want to doubt him this time. I, I don't want to jump. I don't want to make it seem as if I'm jumping on. A, a Trump bandwagon, because like I said at the beginning, I don't follow people. Um, I, I follow a set of standards of morality, and I worship God. Um, so that doesn't that doesn't mean I'm going to follow a man. As much as I like Trump as a man and as a person, we all must be held accountable for the things that we do in this life. And if he broke a law, he's got to be held accountable for it. But let's not convict him on baseless accounts of things that you're claiming that he did, that you're assuming that he might have done, that you have no evidence for. Because all of the news stories right now today are, are, not a, yeah. are not a guilty person. Yeah, we're just sitting here having hypothetical conversations, and their hypothetical conversations are like horror stories, and Trump is uh, the boogeyman. And, and it's all hypothetical. Everything is hypothetical. I would think by this point, at this point you would learn to stop going after the man when every single time you do, he just makes you look silly. And I don't think this is going to be any different. I don't think this is going to be any different. And how about we offer a solution? There's an election coming up. You know? Um solution to the people for the people by the people get out and vote for one and really look into who is running you know um, there needs to be a change we all know it well how change is something that that we definitely are all afraid want. of for one well their but, change is this Marxism and they don't recognize Marxism for what it, what it really is, uh, because it comes because it looks like justice. If you reframe it and you reinterpret uh, what it's 
meaning is or what its true agenda is what it's really uh meant to do you know they're trying to usher in the utopia so they say you know where you're responsible for your neighbor and no one goes without and there is no lack and everyone's happy and free medical care so people are just going to volunteer for all the jobs because why would we work we're all being taken care of so well so what's the point of working and what's the point of trying hard if the outcome of that effort is a glass ceiling that you're never going to shatter because everything in your life that you need is given to you by somebody else so therefore just like ronald reagan said a government given enough to, big enough to give you everything you need is one big enough to take away everything you have so as a free people we need to uh, think freely and we can't think freely if we are only willing to get along based on our party affiliation if even those people in those parties were willing to remove the radicals from themselves and distance themselves from the divisive talks but i don't mean to compromise on things that we know are wrong i'm not willing to compromise on my stance on abortion I'm not willing to compromise on my stance on marriage. I'm not willing to compromise on my stance on what's taught to my children in school. Uh, or uh, uh, my stance of how uh, your subjective reality must become my reality and therefore you're allowed to legislate my speech based on what you want me to call you that you know in turn violates my religious right. So we just got to agree to disagree on some things and accept each other for what we are individually, get rid of the labels. We don't have to be labeled and made to fit into a box in order for people to uh, control us that are in higher positions of power because that's how they do it. If you belong to Group X and I belong to Group the worst Y... The is those people are being controlled by outside influences themselves. Yeah, because they're benefiting. They're being promised things. When the new world is ushered in, when the utopia is ushered in, you're gonna, your family is going to be one of prominence and you're going to be taken care of. You really think I that... I guarantee it. You, that is when the true backstab, true backstabbing hammers to the head. That's when that will come about. And then, what will we be left with? I'll tell you a what. Lack of leadership is a is a lack of guidance. Is a lack I of can completely see. Which is anarchy. I can imagine. Imagine if they got everything they wanted and they didn't have any anybody out there standing in their way. And you give everybody exactly what they want on the left. All the most radical things that they're trying to push for. Imagine that they would they, find that something they have to complain about. They would have to change. They have something. to. There's a lack of of willingness to be happy with what you have. Yeah. A lack of acceptance, you know, a, a lack of appreciation, um, a lack of, beat this horse to death, a lack of integrity. A, a buddy you know? of mine, a buddy of mine says this. And makes, we're all human, we all have that affliction to some degree, but we also have the ability okay. and, and the power these days to have information on how to work on it, what's a little more acceptable for today in terms of down the road five years. You, re you remember Nick, right? friend that you met up there at the uh, yes Utah. absolutely yeah. Nick has this thing where he says uh, nobody cares how much you know 
until they know how much you care. So, if and and, and if it's a one-liner and it sounds good coming off the tongue, but let's dissect it a little bit. Let's unpack it for a minute. So, anybody that I disagree with because of my Christian belief and the way they may live their life in contradiction to what it is that I believe. This is how I explain that. My belief in God is one that tells me that He is the authority, that He designed us a certain way for certain things, and He created a hierarchy in the family and in the world and in the animal kingdom and in every other facet of life. Uh, it's been there forever. There, the social constructs, uh, 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 marriage, the whole thing. And though I may, I may hold that stance and hold that belief, if you do not, that does not mean that I hate you. What it does mean is that, is, is, that is, is that is that I I have a different belief than you, and at most, I pray for you, unless you try to push the way that you believe and think and feel on my children as a way to groom or brainwash them into accepting the lifestyle that has been uh, is against my belief system or faith but I would protect anybody said they were walking down the street and someone tried to rob somebody I'm not going to ask what you think, believe, and feel before I, I jump in there and make sure you're okay. I, I, I'm not, if you need blood, uh, you know, if you, it, I'm not going to say, oh, well, before I give this, donate this blood, you know, who's going to get it? Uh, the, the, the divisiveness, as far as that goes, that kind of stuff needs to stop. We need to understand that we can disagree and still get along and still coexist and, and still uh, uh, you know share a workplace and share a planet and share a world and share a neighborhood and, and whatever else and that needs to be where we need to end up it doesn't need to be the, 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 the Democrats and Republicans don't need to become the new Crips and Bloods right that's just the way it is it doesn't need to be that way but it can, it's only going to get better if the parties start policing themselves and getting rid of the problem solve, a problem the, the uh, makers in your party. Um, getting, getting rid of the criminals, getting rid of the people that are telling their constituents to attack Republicans in public, like Maxine Waters did, jump in their face, get on. If you see them in a restaurant, if you, if in Adam Adam Schiff going. Uh, uh, Kavanaugh, you've unleashed a whirlwind and they won't know what hit them and fight like hell and go and all these inflammatory remarks that they made to their people about getting at Republicans and let's not forget that that could be translated into inciting a riot this is exactly what it was and this is exactly what happened Sarah Huckabee was in a restaurant in D.C. and, they, and literally people went into the restaurant and started berating her, and then instead of the people throwing, the people in the restaurant throwing the folks out that were bothering her, they asked her to leave. This is this is what it's came to. So, 
all, remember, you're supposed to be a part of the party of tolerance, the party that doesn't that, that believes the content of your character should outweigh the color of your skin, the party that believes in freedom and liberties and civil liberties. That's what the, that's what liberals used to stand for. But now they are racist. They are elitists. They are what they try. They they try to say that, that you know that they're they're fighting against white supremacy, but they're seeking supremacy to do it. So liberal supremacy is a thing. And to be honest with you, the whole idea of white supremacy, the way that they frame it, I've never seen it. I've never seen it in public, in places, in workplaces, in government. That stuff was before my time. Now, I'm not saying that and it, it, that, it, that there are not people who feel a certain way about somebody else because of the color of their skin or where they're from or whatever the case may be. Like I said last week, as much as there's someone to love everyone, there's also someone to hate everyone too. So that's just a part of life. You guys got to stop. You get a little more thick skin than that. But there, the idea that there is systemic racism is a fallacy because you can't show me a racist law. In any state, in any city, on the books, anywhere in the entire United States, there's no racist law. So that's not true. All we need to do is apply the law evenly and enforce the law. Enforce evenly. the law, period, no matter what party you belong to or any of that. And if you do that, then you can establish some trust. Because even if we believe something different, but I knew that. If it came right down to it, if somebody in your party broke the law that you would prosecute, at least I could trust you. But as it stands right now, I can't even trust you. Because you won't prosecute. And you don't tell the truth. And you virtue signal. And you gaslight. And you lie and you make assumptions of truth before the truth is known as a way to uh, get your base inflamed and get people to jump on the, the, the bandwagon and whatnot just for ratings and you do it at the expense of other people's lives and livelihoods and reputations and it's terrible. Lives, reputations, in effect. Yeah. So from now on, when you want to bring a claim against somebody, you know, make sure you have some basis for it. And, and I want to say thank you to him for doing it once again because the reality of it is, is the more of this kind of stuff that you do, the more conservatives you create. You know there was over a million people that changed their party affiliation in the last year? A million people. They're tired of the way Democrats are doing things. And because they're getting such a bad rap for who they are and what they've done, they're speeding up their... They used to move real slow with the implementation of socialism and so forth they used to move real slow but now that they're getting exposed because somebody actually had the guts to do it you're seeing them accelerate their plans and the stupidity is just steepening even faster and faster their idea to fix inflation was to spend more money Spend I money mean, to make money, but yeah, there's and it's, it's not just spend some money. But and, and I'll, and the I'll, amount. And, and, I'll, and I'll say this: the last thing I'll say. So they said that the inflate anti-inflation bill would not affect anybody making four hundred thousand dollars, less than four hundred thousand dollars, rather. 
So anybody making less than $400,000 will not be affected. The Democrats, I mean the Republicans, called BS on this. And they said, okay, what we'll do is we'll put it in the bill. And we'll say anyone making under $400,000 will not be affected by this. And they put it in the bill. So all they did was take the Democrats' own words, put it in the bill they created as a way to say, okay, just stick to your word. They all voted no. They all voted no because they all knew that that bill, just like every other one that they lied to us about, had portions and parts of it that were going to affect the middle class. Not just people making more than $400,000 a year. And no matter what anyone says, spending money will never fix inflation. Period. It won't. Alright guys, um, it was a great week uh, for news anyway, and uh, great events. It, it, it was very, very cool. There are some things coming up, and uh, we are, you're, you're going to see them do, uh, I'm not going to say who yet, I'm not going to say, but there will be a news story done on me within the next month or so. I believe, and um, it's going to be neat. It's going to be about fair housing. I mean, excuse me, not fair housing, but fair, uh, fair hiring practice, fair hiring practices, and uh, it's by a national news company, um, and uh, it, it, it's going to be it's going to be cool to be able to get uh, you know to have my two cents in on this because it's something that I feel passionately about. And working with a couple of organizations here uh, locally to talk to children uh, and get some of these uh, troubled teens into the workforce uh, and get them a trade and uh, get them some direction so that they don't uh, end up just spending their life in the system. So, you know, we're doing stuff, guys, is what I'm what I'm getting at. We're not just saying we want things to be different. Uh, we are trying our hardest to be part of the solution and not part of the problem. So um, I look forward to sharing some clips of these things and these speeches that we'll be giving uh, here pretty soon. Um, I took my grandson out the other day and we were down near the gas station. I was getting air in my tire and I noticed a couple of folks laying down on the concrete in the corner of the parking lot it's in the middle of the day and you know in 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 vegas weather so you know i went over and asked them and had my grandson when we asked them if what they needed and we got them some water and some ice they had a little cooler and uh, you know i was just meant the world for me to me for him to actually do that to to be a part of helping these people to see this is what we're supposed to do and that it is our responsibility um, you know to, to to be part of the solution and not just add to the problem and so this is all we can do is we can teach the next generation to be better than the last folks so we, we need to fix this one because it's heading down the wrong path I don't know what 30 years from I've now got, looks I've like got, but I'm scared this next election coming up some of the some of the words out on the street, some of the news feeds that we're not the only ones that, that there is a, and, and, a willingness to 
to alter the mindset. You see those, you see those dots behind us there? Those are airplanes coming into Vegas. And they're flying into McCarran Airport. And we used to sit out here at nighttime and watch those. And uh, there'll be lines of 10 plus planes constantly, all day, all night. Look, there's two. We noticed a, a little over a month ago that the traffic slowed down tremendously. Uh, people, we're, we're, we got some things that are getting ready to happen. Um, and they're not going to be pretty. There are food shortages coming. Um, it's very real. Uh, if you live in Vegas, there um, could be very soon water shortages coming. I saw a report the other day that we watched on the news, me and me and my wife, that said we had about 40 to 50 days worth of drinkable or potable water left. And um, what's funny was is that they're reporting that as news in New Mexico, but not here. So it's, it's more serious than anyone really gives it any, uh, gravity. Uh, I'm gonna look a little deeper Isn't into. Is there a Las Vegas, New Mexico, also? I, I read some. I read something along those lines. I don't and, know. Uh, yeah. Oh, no, you mean Las Vegas in New Mexico? Yes. Yes. And and that was because of something broke or something. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we we're we're getting uh, businesses are being cut off of their water supply or anything other than... We are, yeah, we're um, doing a moratorium on uh, evaporator coolers, so swamp coolers. Uh, we're pulling grass up on any of the federal buildings. They're going to rot. Um, it's it's going to be hard for the next couple of years, especially in, in the building trades that need a lot of water in order to do what we do to put up buildings and... Uh, we're down to a very scary amount of water left in that lake, and it's not getting better. So uh, we do pray that they find a solution to the problem sooner rather than later, and uh, pray that the officials in our state start to being a little more transparent solution. about the issue so that people understand what's really going on instead of having to guess and dig and do their own investigative work. Um, but... We're going to keep up. We're, we're, I'm, I'm going to stay at that. And, it, and the more developments that I hear about that, the more I'll let you know. Because I did hear some positive things about that as well, as far as Las Vegas is concerned. Because it'll be our neighbors and other people we share the water with that'll get hit first. And then after that, once it gets to a lower degree, uh, then it'll start to affect us. But the bad news is that it's not picked up any it's not gotten any more water in it it's not it continuously is going down there's never been a rise in the in the water out there so we need to figure a way to get some the, water the back in that lake that was an issue 10 years ago what's that was there a uh, any talk about fixing the issue that was an issue 10 years ago there were there was talk about it and they knew that it was a problem and there's a parasitic muscle in the no, lake we, we've established that though. and uh, but they yeah they they won't shock the lake in order to fix it you have to shock it or do something to it that'll kill this muscle but 
um, what will happen is that it will kill every other living thing in the lake. So they're not willing. They're not willing to do that. Um, they're talking they, about. It doesn't do any good really for electrical purposes to have the lake full. Uh, there, because it, it, you can't do the work to fix the parts that create the electricity without without those muscles being gone, right? No, if those muscles are gone, then the water can flow and those turbines will turn and the electricity will work. When that water gets below That's a certain... That's what's keeping the turbines from turning. Yeah. yeah. When that water gets below a certain depth, when it gets lower than a certain amount, it will stop pumping electricity. And so it is something that needs to... There needs to be a solution to it. And it needs to happen fast, and our officials, and our government officials, need to be transparent about it. Um, I don't want to be an alarmist about it at the same time and make it sound worse than it is. But thus far, all I, uh, thus far, all I can tell you are the things that I know to be true, um, and tell you what what I've heard. So when I hear more, I'll say more. But um, the guys, that's uh, that's it this week for the Patriots Pair podcast with Eddie and Carl, unfiltered. Once again, we thank you for the subscribes and the likes. Um, we're seeing it grow weekly. Um, I'm hearing uh, from people. I'm getting text messages and, uh, in some case, emails and, uh, in some case, texts. I got some wild ones too, but. Uh, yeah, we're, we're hearing you, and, uh, you know, it, it's growing, and we're not going to stop, and uh, we're getting better each week. Uh, we're growing our community each week, and uh, we just really look forward to doing this even on a bigger scale, and you'll understand what I mean because there are things coming that we're going to be doing here to change the look and the feel of the Patriots Prayer Podcast. I have a couple of interviews that we're going to be doing. It's going to kind of try to, ch it's going to change the uh, the culture a little bit about how we approach certain things because we want to let you know, guys, that we're more than just about politics. You know, we're about life and good things, not just uh, what's Thank going God. on in, in, in the government. Yeah, it, community things, it can be... Uh, just about anything. So there's a uh, there's a horror author um, that we will be interviewing in October uh, about about his book. Um, there's a, a police officer that uh, an ex police officer that we're gonna gonna be interviewing as well. Um, I have lined up a few interesting conversations. That uh, that hopefully that you guys will all be part of if you uh, tune in, and uh, all that'll be coming within the next month or so. I want to give a shout out to Rob. I haven't talked to him in a minute. Just want to say hi and thank you. Yeah, we appreciate you, Rob. Reach out and say hello, brother. And once again, that's it for this week's Patriots Prayer. We'll talk to you again next week, guys. Have a wonderful night.